0: This is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. On today's episode, we have our very own pastor from Freedom House Church, Penny Maxwell. How are you doing tonight, Penny? So
1: good. So good.
0: I am so excited for this episode because I've just listened to Penny speak at church um, on most Sundays, and she's inspired me. She's one of the reasons why I started Girls Gone Right, because my first time at Freedom House, I got to walk in and hear Penny speak. And if you have not heard her speak before, I highly encourage you to check out Freedom House on a Sunday because it really just sparked something in me. And hearing Penny speak and just speak the truth and stand up for conservatives and stand up for christians and stand up for god it just sparked something in me and i'm just like that was so inspiring so thank you for inspiring others thank you for doing what you're doing <laughs> yeah that's it's amazing. you are incredible like you have such a strong voice and you speak the truth no matter what that may cause whether that's just confrontation or not being the most popular person because you have something to say that not everyone likes but it's the truth that's amazing that's uh-huh. that's truly incredible.
1: Well, you know here, here's the thing I, I I feel like that a lot of people um, I get questions a lot where people want to know, hey, how did you first start to speak up and what you know what did that process look like? I, you know not everybody is wired the same way that I am but i just tell people that whatever sphere of influence that they have just use that and speak up it may be on their instagram account and they might not say it as, is let's just say as plain as i do um but i think the point is is for every single one of us to stand up for the truth i i just see so many things going on right now in in culture and i don't think especially if someone were to say you know what i'm a christian Um, and I know some of your listeners may or may not be, but certainly if you're a Christian, um, we, we don't have a choice. We've got to stand up for what's right. We're called to.
0: So what sparked that in you? What shifted you to be like, Hey, you know what? This is something I have to stand up for no more, no more silence and no more. Just, I guess, staying in your comfort zone.
1: Yeah. Well, I've always thought certain things were bogus um, that were happening in society. Um, And I would speak on things here or there. But I think two years ago, when the government decided it was going to overreach and try to come into the church and dictate to the church what we could or we couldn't do or how we could or we couldn't worship, um, the tide changed for me. It was like, all right, you've you've pushed way too far. It's like the boxing gloves went on and it was it was like no more. And I think that that along with, you know, my husband and I as pastors, we're called to be what the Bible calls shepherds. And I think sometimes um, we don't understand. We think of a shepherd, like the picture of Jesus, where he's just picking up, you know, the sheep and holding the sheep, but the shepherd also has the crook. And, you know, there's a big hook on the end, and that's to get the sheep who were trying to go off the 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 edge of the cliff and pull them back. And so we noticed there were a lot of sheep, so to speak, that were going off the cliff, uh, the cliff of culture. And we had to make sure that as far as we were concerned when we stood before the lord that we were clean that we said god we did everything we we could with every gift that you've given us with every tool that you've put into our hand to make sure that we're telling people the truth and so we feel like that people have been lied to we feel like okay if you can you can go to the strip club or the abc store or have an on demand abortion but you can't go to church We were like, no, 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 something's wrong with that. And Governor Cooper actually made a comment because the question was posed to him of, you know, well, why are you keeping the liquor stores open and so many of these other things like churches are closed? And his response was astounding to me. He said, we can't take away the thing that a lot of people turn to in crisis, which is alcohol. Wow. And we were like, what? So we knew his moral compass was way off and we knew that we were gonna have to rise up in culture right now and we didn't have a choice. But whether someone liked it or whether someone didn't like it, we, Troy Maxwell and Penny Maxwell, Freedom House Church was gonna speak up. So we just had to debunk a lot of things that were happening.
0: Wow, you guys gotta be the hooks. Someone's gotta do it. That is awesome. And and that makes my blood boil. What Cooper said that If that doesn't light a fire in you, I don't know what else would, because that just should not sit right with anyone. And
1: here's the thing. He actually got churches shut down legally until now it wasn't in accord with the constitution, but you know, his mandate until over 200 churches fought back and sued his butt and he lost. Wow. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is there's a lot of even pastors out there that are trying to be manby pamby that are trying to have one foot in, one foot out. You know, I want to be kind. I want to be sweet. I want to be nice. I want to look like the picture where Jesus was holding the sheep. But, you know, as, as shepherds, our job is to chase away the wolves, the lions, the bears. And sometimes you got to beat them with the crook that is put in your hand and that's what we've had to do and not everybody uh, appreciates that and some people have this misunderstanding of what christianity is or honestly just standing for truth you don't even have to be a christian to stand for morality and we watched this happen over and over where the government overreach was so over the top that we saw people that didn't even necessarily call themselves a christian that started to fight back and we're like finally finally but all it takes sometimes is just one voice one person standing up one person you know being on the front lines of battle with a really long sword and saying this isn't going to happen
0: yeah i love that and Exactly, like it takes one voice, but I feel like if we just keep giving too much and like letting the government dictate what we do, if we give so much, we're not going to have anything left for them to take because they're going to have all of our power. And And it's
1: not like that they're going to give it back once they get it.
0: Exactly. So once it's once it's gone, you're not going to get that back. So that's why you have to stand up and protect. And that's what you and Troy are doing. And you guys are doing a heck of a job. And making huge changes in charlotte and across the world and i feel like i mean this this is the year we're going to take back our country and i'm just so glad we have people like you that are standing up for it it's incredible
1: well it's it's our honor and it's not always easy um you know a pioneer or uh, the bible actually talks about an apostle and what an apostle is it's one who starts a work and if you go back and um, you look at the the 12 apostles, it was, it's much more difficult for somebody to cut a path than to follow in a path after everyone else. And so I think a lot of people want to follow the path after somebody's cut it. But sometimes the person who has to go and cut the path, they're getting hit with all the branches. They're stumbling over the rocks. They've got to clear the way for other people to come. in and, and you do get bumps and bruises. And you do have people that don't, don't like you don't think it's okay. I mean, I think there was a fan club out there like anti Penny Maxwell, mm-hmm. and I just kind of chuckled. And I thought, <laughs> you know, do people have nothing better to, to do with their time than to make memes of me or, you know, so it, it kind of, it kind of really let me know just how demented things had gotten when people are fighting to be bound.
0: Yeah. When people have to fight back with hate, that's just when, you know, you've already won because well,
1: that's the thing is people say, you know, tolerance, tolerance, but the people who are shouting that are the most intolerant of all.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, on that note, in today's day, it just feels like the world is against you. When you speak up for something that is just not normal or it's just not what's trending. How do you, how do you overcome that social
1: shame? Yeah. So, well, there's a couple things. Um, I know people that are business owners. Let's just, let's just say now I know a church is a a bit different because it's not a business per se, it's an organization. Um, but let's just take that for example. Okay. Um, we definitely had people that were like, if you go this route, if you do this, we're leaving your church. In essence, what they're saying is, is we're pulling our finances, we're pulling our serve, we're pulling our life back, people that had been connected to the church. And so, you know, for, for business owners, so to speak, um, it definitely keeps some people quiet because they, they don't want to have to go through that. They, they don't want to feel what that looks like. But in that regard, my husband and I knew that um, either God was for us or he wasn't. And we either trusted the word of God or we didn't. And so we actually gathered our, you know, our executive team together and we said, hey, this is the hill we're going on. And if we die on the hill, we die on the hill, but we're taking the hill. There is nothing about our character, our morals, or our integrity that will allow us to sit back and be quiet. There's nothing about this that's okay. And God started this church and it's always been about him. And so we've got to stand on this. And we said, restructure the finances, restructure whatever needs to be restructured, because we honestly didn't know what was going to happen. All we knew is that we were standing on the word of God. And so the first, probably two months, we had a chunk of people that left the church and we just said, okay, you know, we're, it's really hard to fight a battle when everyone who's supposed to be fighting with you doesn't have the same goal. And what we weren't prepared for, to be honest, I think what really shocked us and amazed us was the people that started flooding in the doors. I mean, I mean, you know, you're, you're at South end campus, it's standing only and same with our Lake Norman campus. And I think our central campus had taken the, the biggest hit, um, because there is a larger minority population there. And a lot of the minority population had bought into some of the ideals that we were trying to teach, like, against, like well, we're victims and we'll always be victims because of the color of our skin. And we're like, no, you're not. You're not a victim. It's not okay. Do not. And some of the women, um, the same thing. Well, we're women and we're victims. And we're. And I'm like, no, you're not. You are not a victim. And I said, listen, if I, with all the sexual abuse, the child abuse, everything that I went through growing up and getting passed around from place to place, listen, if I don't get to be a victim, I won't let anyone else be a victim. It's just not a place to live. It's not a, a campsite you want to camp in. And so we we had some loss initially. And then what we watched is we watched people start coming in droves. And we, we really weren't prepared for that. and And it exploded. And then it's just continued to explode. Wow. Yeah. I
0: remember when I went to the South End campus, like the, my, my first service, you were preaching and you asked everyone to raise your hands, like who is new here in the past 13 months? And oh my gosh, there was so, like more than 75% of the room was raising their hand. And that just shows that you guys are sticking up for the right thing that what you guys are doing, you're going in the right direction because when you stand up yeah. and speak your truth, you might shed some weight,
1: but the people that are going to walk with you are the, are your people. So the there's people that a cost in battle, Yep. there's always a cost. And so you have to weigh that and you have to decide, do I have the courage that it takes?
0: Yeah. And I, it, I'd much rather walk with my people than just some people that actually don't don't stand up for you because of who you are and it's fake. So now you have this authenticity and you guys are standing up for the truth, but you guys are making a difference. And the people that are coming to sit in those seats, they want to hear what you're speaking.
1: So- and we get to say whatever we want now. Mm-hmm. There's nobody going, I can't believe you said that BLM was a farce. And yeah. now you say that and everybody cheers because we're, we're two years later and everybody's realizing, ah, oh, what they said was true. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had some will come back and apologize and say, "Y'all were kind of right," but and we we don't need them to do that. We just are. We just want everybody. We're like, "Come on, let's take the hill. Let's yeah. take the."
0: Hill. Oh my gosh, I love that. So with these uh, progressive trends and the immoral corruptions that we have, like feminism and BLM and the pronoun trends, how can people identify what trends to stand up for? Because what I am having like feedback from my listeners is they're like. Is that too far, though? Like, is standing up against that, like, I I don't like it, but I just don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, and I want to accept people, and I want to love them, but it doesn't sit right with me, but they're just afraid to step into an uncomfortable space.
1: Yeah, well, that's because the, the, honestly, the left wing, you know, extremists have, have created this culture of shame, you know, that the tolerant ones, they've created this culture of shame where they can have their ideals, their views, and they could speak it freely. You could go out and have an Obama hat. You could have a Biden hat and nobody would mess with you, but you put on a Trump hat you know, they will beat you down. It, it, It is so such a double standard. And, um, I mean, I know people that were terrified to say that they voted for Trump. And I'm like, listen, here's the thing. Um, If you're going to let people silence you, I, I would just love to know how strong are you really? If someone else gets to dictate what you do or don't do, you're living in your own your own little Nazi Germany in your head. And I am not gonna let somebody do that to me and tell me what I can or can't do. Um, Especially as a Christian, I'm gonna stand on the word of God. And here's the thing, oh my gosh, I got so much of this because I spoke a lot about the elections. Um, So many people were like, okay, well, if you're a Christian, how could you vote for for Trump? Because he's not nice. It it always
0: circles back to that one.
1: (laughs) If you needed brain surgery, are you interviewing the brain surgeons wanting to know which one was the nicest one to perform your brain surgery?
0: Yeah. Are you asking them that question? Yeah. Look how far nice got us now.
1: (laughs) You know, and I don't even think Biden was nice. I think he just, uh, uh, you know, people are like, do you think Trump was like Jesus? And I'm like, I certainly don't think Biden. I mean, Jesus could finish a sentence. Jesus knew no. what office he was running for. Jesus knew who he was. <laughs> you know, I mean, the 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 barometer in which people measure who they vote for was so twisted and off. I'm not. I didn't vote for Trump, and I voted for him both times. And and honestly, the first when he was um, on the ballot and they were doing the primaries, I didn't vote for him. But for me, it's not about a personality, it's about a platform. And had Trump have not put in the judges on the Supreme Court that he did, there would be companies having to force their people to get vaccinations. Today, Starbucks just said they're no longer gonna force vaccinations because of the Supreme Court ruling, right? I mean, England, okay, what we were escaping for, even they said, we're doing away with passport mandates, Today, they said, we're doing away with vaccine mandates. We're doing away with masks. We're doing away with all of it. I mean, England, where we escaped from, right? And so I think if people get caught up on... You know, well, I just, I want somebody nice. I just, that's not, I don't, I don't put a nice person in to protect my borders. I don't put a nice person in to run the military. I don't put a nice person in to gauge the economy and act accordingly. I want a shrewd businessman um, that will stand up for certain things. And I'm not saying that he's not a ladies' man or anything. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. Um, I mean, Kamala Harris at one point, Literally said that Joe Biden was a racist. This is on Hmm. tape that he was a racist and that she believed that he did rape women. It's on tape. We can go watch Kamala say it out of her own mouth. So I'm not trying to put each man up as some, you know, high moral spiritual being, but I'm looking at the two going, who is going to protect my religious freedoms? Trump. Who's going to protect the borders? That's Trump. Who's going to look after the economy? That's Trump. And so they're just, it's a no-brainer for me. He put in the right Supreme Court justices and also the different layers and levels of court that he appointed, you know, underneath the Supreme Court. Those those people are what kept North Carolina from having Governor Pooper do what he did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And not everything in this world has to be nice. Like, not everything has to be... Pleasant, some things are uncomfortable and some things just don't look the. it doesn't seem like fluffy and like the kindest thing, but sometimes that is what's best. So it doesn't always need to look the best to actually be able to get the job done. And I feel like that is what people are hanging on to. Like, I want people are keeping up the feminist movement and people are supporting BLM just because that's what sounds good. It's accepting others and moving forward with that and just being accepting and loving. But sometimes that's just not what's morally right, just because it's you don't have to accept the things that aren't morally right. That doesn't mean that you're not accepting and that you're not loving, but it's just not morally right. And you're allowed to stand up for those types of things.
1: Absolutely. You you should see the first time where I did a message and um, I said, I'm not a feminist. I do not agree with the feminist <laughs> movement and I will never agree with the feminist <laughs> movement. Some of the ladies afterwards were like, what, what do you mean? But you're so strong. You're so outspoken. I was like, that doesn't make me a feminist. Yeah, That makes me someone who is secure in her identity in the Lord, but I am I am not attached to the feminist movement. First of all, I want my husband opening my car door. I want my son opening his wife's car door, and I want my daughters, their husbands and boyfriends opening their car doors. I think that men should be gentlemen and that, you know, that women, are, our problem has been, is there has been a lack of male leadership. So women have kind of stepped up to try to be men. And I think that men should be men again, and that women should be women. And I don't think the f- the future is female. I think the future is male and female, that we're supposed to walk alongside of each other. And if you go back all the way to the Garden of Eden, when we were created, we were created to be alongside of each other. That's when there was dominion in the garden.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, and gender roles are okay it's okay to want gender roles and that that is what you want it is it is okay to support that it's not wrong i mean i want Amanda to hold a door open for me that doesn't make you like corrupt for not supporting something that is a, a toxic trend in society so it is okay to just go against the norm to stand up for what feels morally right to you don't be afraid of people bashing you for standing up for something that just is, does not fit in your moral compass so that's I mean, like, I feel like you can get called a lot of names for that, and I do too, and Penny, I'm sure you face hate a lot too, and it's just, it comes with it. When you're standing up for something that goes against the grain, you just, you have to expect that. So what do you do to deal with the, hit, the hate on social media or just in general?
1: First of all, I love my block button, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. and I, my personality is a little sassy, so sometimes I'll pop back. <laughs> um and sometimes I'll just laugh about it. But, uh, for me, it, I, sometimes I look at their profiles and I'm sad for them. Yeah. You know, I I'm sad and I'm sad for their life. I'm sad for what they're walking through. And, um, but more often than not, so many people inbox me and they're like, thank God somebody's speaking out. And, and, just in case you don't know, there's, there's this trend called jamming, okay? And so what that is, is let's just say I got on and I said that I believe that you are either a man or a woman, that there is no, you know, 50 shades of whatever, And I I believe you're either a man or a woman. So there's all these quote unquote advocacy groups out there that go, oh, okay. Hey, in their group, they go, hey, there's a girl at Penny Maxwell and she's saying this. So what they do is they all hop on and they do what's called jamming, which is put comment after comment after comment all over your stuff that make you feel like the entire world is against you. And they do it intentionally because what most people do, if they feel like, you know, this all these people are saying things to them. They either take the post down or they retract or they change the verbiage. They step back. And um, what people don't know is that's a technique. That's a technique that liberals use in order to shut you up. Wow. And it's called jamming. And they do that. Like, say that you post this and you've got 400 comments that say all these this trash. They intentionally do that. And... <laughs> It'll make you think, well, gosh, I'm offending people. I better take this down. I better, but actually the opposite is true. There are so many people that are watching it, that are seeing it, that are like, thank God, that are real people that actually do follow you, that aren't just trying to jam. So I don't really pay attention too much to it. Um, I just know in my heart that I'm going to stand on the word of God. And if it's contrary to the word of God, I I don't pay attention to it. I love that. And
0: also, Instagram doesn't know the difference between a good and a bad comment. So that is my thing. If you're going to blow up my Instagram, it's still interaction. You're just blowing up my post. Go for it because Instagram just doesn't know. So that is great advice. What? So what do you yeah. think Jesus would do in 2022? Like right now, he's wow. here. What? And he looks around. He gets on Instagram. What do you think he would say?
1: Well, I think that he... <laughs> certainly still be flipping over some tables and chairs. Yeah. Um, you know, he obviously did that, um, because he saw people that were coming into his house that were doing things that they shouldn't, they acted like they were representing him and they weren't. Um, and so he didn't put up with that. And I think sometimes we can carry the name. Um, but we're not really representing what that name means. And I think he would be having a lot of conversations. Obviously it wouldn't be on the side of a hill. He would probably have a megaphone. He would probably have a a huge platform with a, you know, massive speakers, (laughs) but I think he would take us back to the beginning and make us realize that, you know, the further you get from the truth, the more, that the the decay is. And so I think that there's been generation after generation of problems and issues that have led us to where we are right now.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that each generation is getting further and further away from God and Absolutely. stepping away from religion. I definitely agree with that. So what is your big vision
1: for Freedom House Church? Wow. Well, well, you know, <laughs> There's several things Um, my husband really has been pushing this year. I don't know if you know about the lodge that we just purchased. Yes.
0: And that is amazing. I told my boyfriend, I'm like, you're doing that. That is so cool.
1: (laughs) So we just purchased um, 43 acre lodge and it's got everything hunting, fishing. It's got streams and a pond and it has everything from turkeys to bears to deer to squirrels and rabbits on it and we're basically just doing hashtag make men men again um it sleeps like 36 people or something but um there's hundreds of guys that are going to go up there and they're going to camp and put up tents all over the property and have cookouts grill and honestly just connect with one another as women we connect over um over coffee and a good meal men don't do that they connect over competition and so so, yeah so they're putting up everything from skeet shooting to axe throwing to you name it and so that's a big vision of ours is just to go back and reach the men because when the men are in place then all of us are protected and so I think that's one thing. And then I think um, one of the other things we're doing too is we're we want to spread more around Charlotte. We went and looked at a location today, actually, it's further south, um, down uh, further than you know, past our south end campus. That would be down into like the South Park, Valentine, wow. further. Further down that area, um, because we want to expand and just bring the gospel. Um, Our South End campus is ready to multiply. So that would be the campus we multiply from. So we're just um, processing through that and looking through that and just making sure we've got a pretty big group of people coming in this year. We've got Kaylee McEnany who's coming in. Um, Candace Owens is coming in again. We have not announced the date (sighs) for that yet. Oh my gosh
0: she was amazing
1: that yeah, if she's coming in for the guys and the girls not oh just my
0: because. gosh that was the like when i went to that and sat there that i don't think i've ever heard a speaker like that before she was on fire she's an incredible speaker
1: yeah wow. and she never looked at notes one time
0: wow she's just like extremely intelligent as well so she's quick she's... intelligent witty she's got it all. <laughs>
1: She's brilliant. And she absolutely loved Freedom House. She's like, I'm coming back. What am I coming back? I'm coming. And we're like, okay, well, we'll get you back. So that's why we're oh. having her back. Um, and we'll release the date soon. But um, we've also got Kim Walker Smith, who's on February 18th, who's coming to lead worship. So what we did is we did a pass. So you could get through um, the entire year, all the one nights for the women. And um, that way, it's a lot cheaper than having to buy per and if you can't come one of the nights you can just give your ticket for one of the nights away but kaylee mckinney just for her ticket alone would be a lot so we're just combining it for the whole the whole thing so oh we're my pretty gosh stoked. you hear that girl's gonna write we all have to
0: get tickets so we can all go to these things together and have girls nights that is exciting
1: and we can go to authenticconference.cc
0: okay perfect i will go ahead and link that too So if you had to pick one, what is one of like your favorite or most important conservative values?
1: Ooh, um, gosh, (laughs) I would say marriage, Yeah, one man, one woman, because when you get marriage, right, you don't have all the other issues that are springing forward from that. When you have a union that God established the way that God established it, everything is an outflow from that. So, um, I, I believe in godly marriages, and we're actually starting a series in February um, called Love, Sex, and Dating.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so exciting! Wow, yes,
1: talking about all of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, okay, so you, we are getting like all the sneak peeks for this year, so this is so yeah, cool. Sure how, how long have you and Troy been married for? 30 years this year oh my gosh and you have how many children do you have
1: three kids, three kids. Okay. So my oldest two are married my youngest is getting ready to turn 21 and she's dating a guy but uh, oh.
0: She's
1: yeah. oh my gosh that is so exciting Southland campus
0: yeah yeah I think I've seen her a few times wow so cool so if you could say anything to a listener who is conservative but they're unsure if they want to use their
1: voice what would you say to them I would say first, you have to count the cost because there is a cost involved. Um, But when you've determined in your heart, kind of like Esther did, she knew that by going forward, there was a price that she um, was ultimately going to pay. If the king denied what she had to say, here's a woman who was a queen, but she wasn't allowed to go to the king unless she was called for because it was completely against the law. She could have been beheaded. But if she wouldn't have done that, the entire Jewish population would have been destroyed. And so God called her for a specific time and she found the courage. And sometimes I just tell people, they're like, but I'm afraid. And I just say, well, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Mm -hmm. I mean, you may be afraid and that's okay. I mean, there are times I've done things before and it wasn't like I was just Like, woohoo, let me just go tick people off by telling the truth. But sometimes you just got to do it afraid. And so that's what Esther did. And she saved thousands upon thousands of people because she was willing to be used. And she wasn't going to be silent in a time when her voice was desperately needed. And I think to all the young girls that are listening, your voice is needed. And it's time for all the Esthers to rise.
0: Oh, I love that. See, you just have to be authentic, be you and speak the truth. You shouldn't have to fear anything externally. As long as you are like an compass with aligned with yourself and God, and you're speaking the truth, you don't have anything to fear. There's, yeah. there's nothing that you can Turn say, your
1: comments off,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: restrict your restrict comments, turn them off. I mean, but the thing is, and and here's the thing that's so important is that if we don't use our voice, if we don't do the hard things, I remember when my kids were little having a thought, my kids are sitting here watching cartoons on a Saturday because somebody years ago, paid a price for this country to have freedom and stood on the lines of battle and shed their blood. So my kids could sit and eat cereal and watch their cartoons on a Saturday morning. And I think so many of us like to be the ones eating the cereal in front of the cartoons, but we don't realize that sometimes God has called us to be the ones on the front line that are willing to sacrifice so that others won't perish.
0: Wow. That is very good. That's incredible. I mean, you really just it's nice to be comfortable, but you can't always just live in comfort because that's not going to make a change. And especially in times like this, you can stand up and yes, of course, like stepping out of your comfort zone and walking against the grain and standing up just for what you believe in. It's not always going to look pretty, but it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't matter. You're, you're making a difference and that's what matters. It doesn't matter what it looks like and what the repercussions are. As long as you are standing up for what you believe in and you are living
1: in truth, it doesn't have to be pretty. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to, you know, find your brave. Yeah. Find your brave and just know that, um, you know, Martin Luther, King Jr. said, um, in regards to slavery, you know, if if you're silent, you're, you're part of the problem, you're complicit. And I think in this, and I know for him, I mean, he lost his life for a cause. He was on the front lines of battle and he paid the ultimate price. And I think we love the fact that he did that and we think it's great and it's wonderful because so many people get to have the freedoms they have because he was willing to go first but what about when god asks us to go yeah. you know are we willing to do we do we want to pay the price so that someone else may live yeah exactly
0: and i do feel like a lot of people are just it's it's hesitant to step into that to to step into doing what you are called to do, because it's scary, because it's the unknown. No one knows what that's going to look like. And listen, losing a a few friends is worth it. Lose getting a few hate comments is worth it. So as long as it is worth it deep down, do it. Fear nothing and do
1: it. Oh, I definitely lost some friends. But do you know what I gained? I gained people that will go through any battle that will go over any mountain any valley with me and you know when you walk through the valley that like all of us want someone to be there but i i feel like that this was such a good season where some people were weeded out and and sometimes any any good tree needs a good pruning every now and again that's really where you flourish is after a pruning And so I had, I had a bush out back of my house and, um, I actually thought I was going to kill it because it, it just, it just looked like a hot mess. And so I just trimmed it back because I was just like, it, it just needs to be trimmed. It was two weeks later, it was covered with leaves and all these little black berries, little clusters of black berries all over it. And it was like, God was saying, this is what happens. And you just need to trust me.
0: Aw, okay. Well, that is beautiful. So, to everyone who's listening, look at what happens when you lose something; you gain something even better. So, don't fear anything. And Penny, this was amazing to have you on here and talk about this because I feel like this is what this is what the girls needed. They needed to hear someone who has stepped in to what they're being called to do and standing up for people. We need to hear it from someone who's doing exactly that. So
1: they can hit me up on Instagram yeah. at Penny Maxwell. Now I am being shadow banned. <laughs> so you have to put my whole name in <laughs> to find me. Um, Cause old Zuck doesn't like me too much. Um, but happy to encourage and help any girls out there that are walking through those things
0: oh well thank you so much and girls who are listening i hope you get fired up from this and if you need somewhere to go on a sunday morning stop in to freedom house let's go together let's go to authentic nights yeah. let's do it together and get your men to be going to the camp and make men men again
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> well thank you guys so much thanks for listening to girls gone right